0: Welcome to Real Talk, episode 117. I'm Todd, this is AJ, and we're back.
1: This is 117 episodes in,
0: and I love your face. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you very much. So 117 episodes (laughs) in of this podcast slash web series slash man, at at the end of the day, we don't really know what it is. But we're excited (laughs) to be here. What's Real Talk? Real Talk's an opportunity for you to join us as we talk about Life, God, the Bible, and everything in between. Every single thing There's a link between. somewhere on the place that you're watching this uh, that should be active. wwwtheremnantlife slash real, R-E-A-L dash talk. Boom. If you're not watching, you're listening via podcast, that, that link is still active. So yep. for those listening, wwwtheremnantlife slash real, that's R-E-A-L dash talk. I'll click it. There it is. Go down and submit a question. Hit, Type it in. Hit submit. And your question or topic goes into our database completely anonymously. Could not find you if we tried.
1: Because
0: it's anonymous. That is what the word means. So, <laughs> uh, pretty good show today. I rolled into our studio. And AJ, he was prepared. He had a topic. Yeah, kind of.
1: I I tr- kind of every
0: time I try to build you up. He, <laughs> you... <laughs> There's a, it's a lose lose here.
1: Listen, man, I can't I can't accept full full preparation because if I do, I'm going to fail miserably.
0: I yeah. honestly would make fun of you for that, but I also live in a life of like I don't say anything's good. Because <laughs> so, never mind. We'll go with uh, kind of prepared. So there, yeah. a, lot, a lot of change going on in the yes. real talk in the real talk brand, the landscape. Yeah, the re- yeah the real talk brand. So. For those that are long-term listeners, and, and believe it or not, we have them. We do we have, have some. We have a handful. Yeah, Shout out. That listen long-term, and a lot that don't. A lot that go to the actual church that sponsors this and literally could care less about listening. That's true. And uh, I can name a hundred names, but then they get mad at me for calling them out. So, but those that actually listen to this, sometimes from other states or whatever, this is this is what we have for you. You may or may not know that we have a we do this podcast. Every yes, Tuesday, we do, which has been my favorite. Everyone knows. I that. Love I've, it I've not hidden that. Mm-hmm. We also have a live show, which has been really fun. That we actually started. I mean, what two and a half, three years ago now? I think it's two and a half, and um, um, mm-hmm. it's been a blast, man. You know, at our height, we we were reaching, you know, two thousand listeners, almost two thousand listeners per live. That, that's crazy. It was right? it you're, was awesome. That's that's right to the edge of. You're about to. You're about to become something. Yeah, man, we were definitely on the cusp. And then COVID happened. That's right. And you know, beyond the terrible effects it had on people's lives, the death it caused, and the tragedy, which is real, it also tore this tore the show apart. (laughs) And um, we found out. In fact, you just you just was it you that told me this about the who told me about either you or Fun Turn about the the COVID. And what Facebook thinks is anti-vaccine, and it's kind of coming out that they're. In fact, I'm bringing this up, and now probably once again our video will reach no one. (laughs) Uh, However, we have a podcast. We're we're not. We we have never even spoken about the vaccine, and we that's not our place to even speak into that. But my point is, is there was some censorship of some kind. It's whether it's that or whether it's people just moved a different way. Views went down, uh, particularly on our live show. Mm -hmm. So we have decided to cease the live show. That Real Talk Live has, you know, we took hiatus for a while, came back thinking we could restart, and it helped for a bit, and we just decided, you know what, man, we're going to take this as a sign that maybe God wants us to move in a different direction. So we have a lot of cool ideas that we're going to fill that time slot on Tuesday, I'm sorry, Thursdays with. Um, But anyway, man, in a weird way, I haven't told you this, but it's kind of sad to me. It is sad, you know. He had a lot of good memories.
1: Absolutely, man. A lot of good times on there. You know, the, the sprinkler, the great sprinkler. Sprink, uh, that's called a sparkler. <laughs> sprinkler <laughs> would be fun, too.
0: One has fire and one has so, water. Yes. So, <laughs> the, <laughs> complete opposite. Very different. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The uh, yes,
1: the great sparkler incident on of uh, on the was it was that the Fourth of July. Yeah. Right. That is so cool. That was, that was a great episode. Fun times on that one. That was, he uh, was and and Blake was so angry. Yeah, um, well i mean
0: it was illegal <laughs> so, <laughs> I think, I don't you
1: know. know you're right dude I, I also whenever I think about it, i do get a little sad you know I because you know, we we've discussed this show but you know we've discussed on the show before you know just a little behind the scenes stuff of like yeah it's stressful trying to get it all set up and get it around and all that but when you're there and you're in it man it's just such a it is a blessing and it's so cool and like you know just we've had we've had people come on there and have really good moments you know and you know with the discussion and we've met a lot of cool people through it and you know,
0: I will miss it, you know, me too, me too, we uh legitimately, and it, and, and it did a lot of good, and uh, I, I stand by that, so, absolutely, we thank you guys, I'm sure we'll do a little official, whether it's live or not, kind of, goodbye, or send s- off. see you later, yeah, um, but we, you know, we're still thankful to those that took part in that, and, you know, we'll be sad, and we'll all grieve a little bit, and I'm sure maybe some of you will even be sad, but you know what, we're still here. That's right. On Tuesdays. And and we're still going to, like I said, we've got some really cool ideas for content to put out on Thursdays. Yes, we do. On our various social media and podcast stuff. So we're excited about that. And I think it might help us get reinvigorated. and uh, moving Yeah. Forward. We have a lot of stuff going on. And yeah, man, it, it, social media is such a weird place. It really is such a weird place. Um, All the world, man. And, you know, bottom line is, and this is something that I think people forget. Social media platforms are businesses. And the bottom line, at the end of the day, they get the right to determine who or what they, I don't know, allow to flourish. They have that right. I think sometimes what can be confusing is when we think that it's an open forum, but it's not. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So, you know, there's no insult to that. And uh, I know people probably out there going, oh, listen to them, blame. Uh, It's a fact. You know, the numbers back up that Mm -hmm. there was just some. Some squashing right. for a while. That's and, right. And, and and listen, we've never hid the fact that we talk about controversial issues. That's, yeah, that's part of what we do. And by controversial, yep. I mean they're going to be polarizing. People are gonna to try to take one side or the other. That's right. Um very, very strongly. Yeah, man. And demonize the other side sometimes. So like you
1: said, it all showed in the numbers, you know. It's not we're not uh we're not ones to just act out of frustration and, and try to claim something through a feeling. Yeah, we're not going to do that. You
0: know? I think for me the big one was when, when our numbers of views from the pre-recorded, which have always been a little lower because live is supposed to attract people. Yeah, when that was greater than what we were getting in a live show, it was time to say, hey, you know what? Let's look at something different.
1: Yeah, well, so, especially when you had the same amount of viewers, same amount of shares, it all matched up. So it besides have been the total that, right? views, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. So, so we're,
0: we're, we're, we're whining a little bit, but more just saying that. we had a good time. <laughs> yeah. We love this show. We love you guys. And I honestly, that listen to this podcast, we think that I, I haven't talked to you about this, but I, I think maybe our focus being poured into this even more is going to end up being a really good thing, man. I, think, I that, think so. I think we can put a lot of our energy and effort into this now and continue to improve this podcast. That's
1: right. I was going to say, I think it definitely creates more avenues for us to do more stuff here. Absolutely, exactly. and so. and like you said, the whole all, a whole other branch of stuff that's going to be coming. Yeah. So it's it's it really is an exciting time. You know, it feels like a new chapter. You know, yeah. the page is turned.
0: We're both very sentimental, though, so yes, it's clear we that we will be sad. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: so, yes. Uh, yes.
0: What?
2: It'll be one of those moments in like a week from now or two. That'll hit. Be, that, yeah, it'll hit uh, probably me because I I tend to be the. Least sentimental out of the three of us. Correct. Um, we'll have already cried. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that it will hit us all and we'll be like, oh, well, oh, uh, yeah, no, man. More, no more peppers for Clint.
0: Oh, yeah, man. The, the goodbye to the, the heat challenges. Not not sad to see that go. No.
1: <laughs> In all reality, at the end of the day, just because this is a pre-recorded show doesn't mean we can't do challenges.
2: Dang it! <laughs> that, you made a way out.
1: It doesn't. It doesn't mean that
0: anyway, we could not we've wasted a good amount of people's time. So we'll dive into yeah. the uh, to the actual show. I noticed you turned your cup to to show the world who you are.
1: Yeah. This this is AJ. <laughs>
0: and I'm tired. So yeah. I'm about Spill it. So, hey, I, I am excited. I think I, going back to an initial point, because, again, this show is completely unscripted. Yep. You uh, did some research. Typically, I also do some research, and you have found some stuff that's pretty shocking. Yes. Um. So, guys, listen. Whether—let's talk to both sides here. Okay. Whether you're a Christian watching or listening to this, or definitely not, but open, I think— The people that watch this show that aren't Christian or listen to this are probably at least they would call themselves agnostic, meaning they're open to it. They just don't know. Right. Um, I think you guys can admit this. We're in a strange time for Christianity. Okay. Very strange time. Meaning the organized religion of Christianity because um, it's being challenged.
1: Absolutely. And in some
0: ways... It's some people are chain, trying to change it, and others aren't, and, and sort of in between. So, what'd you uh, what'd you find for us today, Scooby? Oui. <laughs> Three. <What? laughs> <laughs> um, so
1: I we found I found an article. It was uh, from ChristianHeadlines.com, and the, uh, the headline reads: Millennials are more likely to believe in horoscopes than an all knowing God, a survey shows. And if you give me just so one horoscopes, quick, yeah, yeah, horoscopes. So let's see. It says, the survey found that 35% of millennials and 32% of Gen Xers say they personally received guidance from horoscopes compared to 10% of boomers and 3% of builders.
0: Okay, so let's add that up. Gen Xers are typically our parents, I believe. So I'm pretty sure. I think so. So our parents, because believe it or not, I'm in the millennial and you squeezing in, you're in there as I'm well. I'm in there as
1: well. Yep, I'm so, millennial.
0: So, Gen Zers, are like, who are you? Hey, Clinton a Gen Zer. We got everybody. That's coming. right. We do. So, uh... So 60, if you add those together, what, 63? 67. Total? Yep, 67.
1: 67% between millennials and Gen Xers say they personally receive guidance from horoscopes. Wow.
0: Yep. That is wild.
1: And then here's some other percentages. It says 31% of millennials say they believe God is the all-knowing, all-powerful, just creator of the universe. Only Only 31%. Hmm. And, oh, sorry, just just created the universe and still rules it today. Um, that's less than Gen Xers. Gen Xers believe that's 47%. And actually, that percentage goes up as you go back on the generations. Well, that makes sense, right? Mm-hmm.
0: that's it's becoming more liberal. Yep. And liberal then, uh, theology-wise.
1: I'm trying to see if there's any other significant ones here. Um, fifty-one percent of millennials believe reincarnation is a very real possibility. Slow
0: down. We don't have to go as fast as on live. What's the percentage you said?
1: Uh, fi- yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh,
0: <got laughs> i like, I'm at an auction.
1: Yeah. What? Fifty-one uh, percent of millennials believe reincarnation is a very real possibility. Fifty-one percent. Wow. Yep.
0: Why is that a big deal for us, guys? Let's just stop there. Reincarnation is not a biblical principle. Right? No. Like, so, you, so if you're if fifty-one percent say they believe that, I mean, you're rejecting the biblical. Um account of what happens when people die. Mm-hmm. And then you got
1: 40% of millennials affirm that human beings were created by God in His image but are fallen creatures in need of
0: redemption by Jesus Christ. What's the percentage? 40. That would make sense. So only 40% of millennials are Christians. Millennials. Millennials believe that humanity is flawed in and of itself, sinful, right? That we we have a problem we can't fix, which again mm-hmm. is the crux of Christianity because with, if that's not the case, we don't need Jesus. Right. If we're Absolutely. not flawed, if we're not fallen, if we're not in need of being redeemed, then we're not, we don't need Jesus. <sighs> man, sorry. It's Keep scary. This, yeah.
1: It is. It's just like you said, it's a scary time, man. And th- this is another interesting one. It says, the survey also found that millennials are more likely than older Americans to define success in terms of personal happiness, to see premarital sex as morally acceptable, and to embrace liberal positions on social and, f- and uh, is that fiscal? Fiscal issues? Yeah, that's money. Mm-hmm. According to the Cultural Research Center.
0: Mhm. Man, now I think before we respond to this, I think it would be cool. Do you want to read the other article, the headline that you kind of brought up right before we went on uh, about is Sweden?
1: Oh, yes. One second. Sorry. Here it is. All right. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> click the wrong tab. Like I said, we were to be as semi prepared as we are is a big deal for it us. It is. the right, <laughs> so, next,
1: next, uh, this is also from ChristianHeadlines.com. And this is. Sweden's largest Christian denomination in an open letter proclaims itself to be end quote transgender um let's see, and I know that in this open letter that they posted on the official website uh they had a thousand people sign off on it it was and it was authored by six individuals,
0: four of whom were priests so Let's wrap that in a bow for you guys. So essentially in Sweden, and I know people are saying, oh, it's Sweden. It's not here in America. And most of our, we do have listeners right now that are listening from other countries. Yeah. But if you're not, you know, what's, how's that affect us? So a, a, a church denomination, you said Sweden's biggest, correct? Yep. Their biggest Christian Christian denomination. denomination yep. Has said they are trans. Insane. Um, yeah, man. I think what's tough about this situation for me is, you know, I look at this from a couple of different ways. You can look at this from Christianity, and you, you can look at this. Let me look at this logically. Okay. For me, Christianity, well, part of there's a lot that makes it different in other religions, but Jesus doesn't give an alternative. Mm-hmm. He doesn't give a lot of leeway when it comes to certain matters, meaning it's black or white. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Anyone who comes to the... Uh, Father must come through me, right? Amen. No one comes through Father except through me. Um, you know the way is near All this stuff. So what I'm trying to say is, whether or not you even agree, you, you can't you can't sit the fence in Christianity when it comes to things because no, there is truth, and and part of that there has to be, there has to be, right? Logically, you can't change the definition of something that claims to be something. So I, you know, That's right. I'm a human. I say I'm a human, right? Or I am a human, or because actually I can't even say this because there's people that are doing that. So I'll just keep it to this: when, when God of the Bible, right, which certainly is the only true God. All right, we're going to stand by that. You know where we stand. When, right. When God says this is the way, this is truth, this is how I created things, and we try to redefine it into something else. It doesn't matter if we slap the label Christianity on it. It's not Christianity anymore. That's Christianity right. Christianity is made up of disciples of Jesus Christ. And because we know Jesus Christ is not going to go anywhere that the Father right? Anywhere that God said not to go when when we know that he's not going to contradict himself. Yep, we have to face the reality. We have to be honest with ourselves as a culture that you cannot redefine it because the man who Man, God, the God Man, on whom it was based, mm-hmm. does not give that as an option. Does this make sense? What I'm saying? Absolutely. And so, even from a logical standpoint, um, it doesn't make any sense. And it's kind of like we yeah, last week on on live we said there, we unpopular opinion segment was there is no progressive Christianity. Yeah. Meaning, you can't call Christianity progressive because it doesn't change. Ex- yep. Right? Absolutely. God said Jesus himself gives us a definition of a it. of a, a foundation, right? Um, build your life. A wise man built his house on a rock, and when the winds came, it didn't fall. Mm. And then the, uh, another man, a foolish man, built his on sand, and when the wind came and the rain came, it crashed to the ground. The foundation has to be Christ. It has to be the Bible. It has to be truth because when cultural winds and stuff come, it stands the test of time. And if not, it's going to crash. and You're going to keep trying to build something else. Sorry about that technical difficulty for a second. Anyway, um, Foundation, you know, there has to be a foundation, and the foundation is the truth. And I think a lot of times I've had this image in my head of a medieval puppet. And if you don't, if you're not a nerd like me, this won't make sense. But you know, back then they would do these shows with these like rag puppets, right, and sticks, and they'd be like, hello I'm this," and they're standing behind and behind a, a stage and entertaining the masses. And sometimes I feel like we do that with Jesus. We make this puppet and we change it and we call it. Hmm. Trans, or we call it, you know, inclusive. By the way, I'll get to that in a second. You know, not being telling someone that something is wrong doesn't mean you don't love them, or whatever else it is, right? And we have this puppet, and we just spray paint a little tag that says Jesus on it, and that's what we're. That's what a lot of people are worshiping. Hmm. It's their own mix of different things to create their own God, and you can't do that because the bottom line is, even if that makes you happy on this earth, this is what's so crazy about. So I, honestly, it's it's comforting. The God of the Bible tells us what is true and what isn't. And if you put your faith in a, a rags and stick puppet, then when the when judgment comes, there's no one that saved you because that puppet doesn't have the power. You understand what I'm saying? That's right. It's so, just a puppet. So it's crazy, man. I, can, I don't know. It's crazy stuff to me. The whole, the both logically and as a believer. Absolutely, And like you said, not like... Not those should be independent because they're not. You can be logical and be a believer. I'm saying for those out there that are like, whoa, I don't believe, so it doesn't matter what Jesus said. Okay, well, even logically, mm-hmm. you can't change the definition of something and then still say that that's what you're following.
1: Well, right, and like you said, you know, people get caught up in picking and choosing, you know, and like you said, to to they pick and choose so they can defer to their happiness. That's good, yeah. And when that happens... It's kind of like what that article just said, right? Even with like just pointing out like the fact that like millennials, like how we are, we're more often to say yes, we are the you know success is in our happiness, mm. and so we're going to start creating our own truth instead of following the truth. And I think I don't know, man, it's deep, dude.
0: Yeah, it's really scary. It Reminds me of a verse actually in uh, First Timothy, and in First Timothy, uh, the Apostle Paul, Paul mm-hmm. is writing to Timothy this guy that he's invested in, discipled in, who's leading another church, a young guy. And essentially he says this at the end of, uh, towards the end of this letter he's written. This is Paul saying, I solemnly charge you before God in Christ Jesus who is going to judge the living and the dead. Pause. It's not a puppet. It's going to be Christ, right? God. That's right. And because of his appearing in his kingdom, proclaim the message, persist in it, whether convenient or not, "'Rebuke,' that means tell them when they're wrong, "'correct and encourage with great patience and teaching. "'For the time will come "'when they will not tolerate sound doctrine, "'but according to their own desires "'will multiply teachers for themselves "'because they have an itch to hear something new. "'They will turn away from hearing the truth "'and will turn aside to myths. "'But as for you, be serious about everything, "'endure hardship, do the work of an evangelist, "'fulfill your ministry.'" For I'm already being poured out as a drink offering, and the time for my departure is close. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. And uh, I read that part because that last part is just the call of it's a fight. That's right. I mean, doesn't that sound like it? Absolutely. Um, Proclaim the message, persistent. It's so important. Why? Because there will come a time when they, who people, will not tolerate sound doctrine, teaching, the truth, but according to their own desires, they will find but according to what they want, they will find teachers who tell them what they want. And, uh, that will make many of them, multiply them, and they will turn away from the truth and turn aside to lies. Well, that myths. sounds like we're just, that's what we're living in right now. Yeah, man. I, you know? And, uh, there's a, that's a serious warning. So for us, and those out there being, as Christians, um, and I hope those that listen to this that maybe aren't, you know, we stick to truth because it's the truth. And, you can't ride the fence. I think part of it, I don't know what your thoughts are, do you think part of the reason people ride the fence is because deep down they don't want to pay the price that they'll have to pay for standing with Jesus?
1: Absolutely. That's got to be a big part of it. You know, one of the first sermons that really impacted my life that I heard you preach, it was called "It Was called Cost, or The Cost, or it was, it was something along those lines. And, you know, you were you were highlighting what it cost to follow Jesus. And, I mean, I even before I was, you know, a believer, I felt that weight of what that was going to be like. You know, and I don't think people want to. They don't want to acknowledge that. They don't want to even think about having to endure that weight. Mm. And like you said, so I think they either they they will claim to be, like you said, on the fence. They'll be on the fence. Like, I don't know if I'm in or out. You know, I like Jesus. I'm just a fan, but I'm not a follower. Yeah, or that's good. Or they will claim they are. But they're wearing a mask. They're wearing, you know, they put that they put the the Christian mask over how they really feel. And but when that real moment comes, they're the
0: ones running away. That's that's good, man. Yeah, and I think that you know what you said is really powerful, and I hope people hear that you said they like Jesus. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't help but like him. (laughs) You know, you love the love, and he does. He has love and grace and mercy. That's right for those that repent of their ways and follow God, follow Him. You can't have it both ways. And the Bible, the Gospels are filled with numerous people that loved what he had to say until it came to the part where he said, you have to change. And they don't like that Nobody likes to
1: change. Nope. You know, (laughs) Jesus, the way he describes what life is going to be like for Christians, you know... I just, I guess, I I wrestle with the idea of why people want to follow Christianity or change Christianity when you can just stop. Why? Why even try? You to? can just say you're not exactly. Because I because
0: they like the parts about love and someone's looking out for them and they're mm-hmm. made unique and uh, they were formed in their mother's womb, right? All these things, but yes. really, they want to. They want the fluff without the truth,
1: mm. you know. Because it, it to me, it's just so black and white. The things he says. Really Jesus, is, Jesus clearly draws a line in the sand, That's and the truth, people man. people either ignore it or they just can't handle it. And like you said, you know they like the love part of it all, but not the truth because love, you know, love is love is part of it. But man, they like to really twist it, and it's just I don't know, man, it's scary, and
0: and it feels like we're on a like a. Uh, a I mentioned this a few weeks ago. I feel it feels like there's a a ball rolling down a hill, mm-hmm. right? And we're just on it, and like, and this, and and that's this, this attack, this aggression mm-hmm. against the truth, against Christianity, and that's why this verse is so crazy. I mean, it's like some. It, it I don't know about you, but it just seems more and more blatant. Even within my lifetime as an adult, it's just become crazier and crazier. The things yes. that are changing and being said, and you know, I don't I don't know, man. It's scary. It's, it is scary. yes perfect word to describe it is scary and the the reality is without jesus the true jesus we are hopeless and you it doesn't matter what you believe i don't know how to get people i get so far to understand that your (laughs) your belief in what's real or not doesn't dictate what's real or not nope you know i always use the example everyone knows this gravity because it's so obvious i because it's that ridiculous yep well i don't believe that Cool. Well, you cannot believe gravity all you want. When you jump off a cliff, you're You're going to find out gravity exists. That's right. Because you're going to hit the ground. Yes. And God, (laughs) you can sit here and say, I don't believe the God of the universe would do that. It doesn't matter. You don't change God. God should be changing you. That's right. And man, it's just, it's so scary. Every week we bring this stuff up to you guys because you've got to be aware of it. And I think if you're a Christian out there and you're like, why does it matter? You know, why can't we... Did you hear what Paul said? You have got to proclaim the truth. There's a time for encouraging. It's in there. But there's also a time for rebuking, right? And teaching. Rebuking is saying you're wrong. Change. Yep. And uh, boy, I'll tell you, I think it's, it's far scarier because a lot of the hate towards the true disciples of Jesus Christ is coming from the, quote, church, meaning people who claim the name but aren't. And so it's hard to know where the lines are.
1: You're right. It is hard to know the lines. And I feel like we're in a weird place as far as like the church where we're in a weird like middle ground where I feel like we are trying to be a part of a mission that we're like we're going to speak the truth. But we're also on the other side of that. We're trying not to like offend anybody. Like even the ones who I who I do believe are like in and like they get it. I feel like they're trying their best to not offend anybody. That's exactly And what's that it's just causing like you said that snowball it's like a giant snowball where everyone's getting mixed in and i feel like soon we're going to be at a like a just this crossroads man because eventually like when do you stop like you said this is used for rebuking and when when are you making excuses for the way you're trying to rebuke people like are you are you trying to soften the blow of their their clear ignorance you know like what do you like when when is when is the radical change going to happen if we aren't willing to say you're wrong instead of going, well, this is kind of how I think about it. Yeah, because that's, that's, what so that's what we do. That's what in, we do, including myself. I've done that before to people who don't believe, and I've had conversations with them. When are you going to – because we're just so scared that we're just going to drive them away, but that's not our job. That's our good, job man. is to tell them the truth. So I guess yeah, – We can't save people. No, we can't. And so I guess I feel like we're in a weird place as a chur- as the church, capital C – Where, you know, eventually we just got to we just got to start, you know, being radical in how we tell truth instead of kind of being passive with it. So
0: that's really good, man. There's a lot in there to unpack. And I, uh, you know, I've said this before. If someone is about to drink a bottle of poison, you know, it's poison. Does real love sit? But they really want it. It's like I love this drink. It's so good for me, and I love how it (laughs) looks. And this is just makes me happy. And they're about to drink it, and you know it's going to kill them. Would you worry about whether or not you offended them, or would you do whatever it takes, including smacking the bottle out of their hand, to stop them from killing themselves? And that's real love. Yeah, man. There's you, you want to value people, right? And Jesus was here to save everyone. But there's a time and a place. You are loved but you are also going to be judged by a holy God. Every single person that's ever existed is and will be. The question is, will you be judged on your merit and your life, which will fall short, right? That's, we are all yep. do wrong. Or will you be judged by what Christ did for you? Mm-hmm. And, and that's what it boils down to. And, and I love that you said that because it's so true, even within our church. And I love our church. and I love a lot of other Christians. And it's, there is a, there's a hesitancy to speak the truth. And I get it. The cost stinks. People are going to turn on you. It's more popular to give a watered-down gospel. Yep. I just read a quote today, again, from old Owen Strachan, our old buddy we've come to know. And he said, <laughs> you know, you wait, look at it. He said, you'll see this pattern all the time. People start, pastors start to water the truth down, teachers. Um, then they start talking about gray lines. They start mocking people with absolute truths. You know, blah, blah, blah. And he said, you, he goes, the tiny, this is a powerful quote. He said, the tiny church that's hiding and worshiping in China or Canada at this point or anywhere yeah, else in yeah. the world that has to hide is far more powerful. The, that small church that's studying the, the true Bible, you know, the Bible and following God is far more powerful spiritually than the church filled with a thousand people led by a rock star preacher who doesn't tell the truth. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because yeah. one is following the living God and one is. That's right, man. And he's so right. And, that, and and we know that's out there. Not, you know, that, that's out there. So it's a strange place, man. It's yes. a place we wrestle with. I think about this a lot. Um, I had a pastor the other day. I don't know if I brought this up to you. I didn't say anything. He made a, I think he made a quote on Real Talk. Um, okay. A, a good friend, our friend of ours. And he said, you know, Christianity was never meant to be popular and that struck me because he's he's certainly right if you're basing it around popularity of we know that the minority of people will be believers in this world the bible says that the way yeah. is narrow and few will find it um so even i wrestle with and but one of the things at our church that that sponsors this show is we want to be i don't even i don't like the word relevant we want to be popular enough with whatever it is that people might hear the 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 truth in it, right? And I, yes. and I and I stick by that. Like I, the platform to be big enough to reach enough people. Because the way I look at it is if you scatter seed among a thousand people, you know, or say you scatter seed, and you know that only five percent of them are going to follow Christ. Well, it's still, more people if you're talking to five thousand versus a hundred, right? Absolutely. But that struck me because there's a lot. There, there's a warning there that there will come a time that you can't have both that you can't please the masses and preach the gospel. You can't, you know? Nope. Jesus preached to 5,000 and 3,000 and some hurt, but not everyone followed. And I've always said this, you know, other I'm not other people have as well, but at, at the end of the day, there wasn't 5,000 people sitting at the foot of the cross when he was hung on it. Because nope. the, the greater the cost, the fewer the disciples. And that's just, that's just the way it is, man. And that... There's a weight to that. It's, there so, is a weight. Yes. I don't ever want to be that and and I think that Yeah, I don't know. I could go into our even our church, you know, that started this church that started um, crazy man. I say it and I'll never it is a miracle. No denominational backing, no the group that started had no I had no idea what I was doing. I just mm-hmm. God gave me a call and I and I listened you answered. Yep. and um I have not done faith. I've not been faithful and I certainly think I've set us back many times. Like, all the time I haven't been faithful. But here's my point of saying all that. Even this church that I love so much that I think we do a lot of things right. I've been scared lately. Scared that, are we content? Are we content to show up and just worship together and party and make people happy and not realize that, you know, people are dying? And It's convicting, man. You can't worship even a church. You know, you could could be faithful to a church but not faithful to Jesus. And it shouldn't be that way. (laughs) They should be both, right? You know, the church should be following Jesus. So I don't know. It's just something. This all to me always makes me think, man. Where's the, you know, because I think I've told you. Does every pastor that does that or every teacher, this denomination, at what point did it go astray? The one that said, hey, we're trans, let's say. Because let's be honest, guys. You want to hear the truth? That's false teaching. False teaching. Bottom line. It's heretical goes against the Bible. No, I've said this before. I don't think Jesus would hate a trans person. I don't hate a trans person. I love all people. That's right. But just because I look at you in your eye, and I don't, and this is the crazy thing, I'll look at someone in the eye if they ask me. If they ask me, Todd, is it wrong to be to have trans surgery? I would say yes, it is. It's wrong and it's unhealthy right. and it's destructive to you. And then guess what? I leave it then. If you want to do nothing, if that's the last time you want to talk about it to me, okay, that's the last time we'll talk about it. Because my love for you as a person isn't dictated by whether or not you respond to the truth I've told you. But I would love to tell you about someone named Jesus. Because even if you change that, if a trans person stopped being trans, if a homosexual stopped practicing homosexuality, that's not enough to save them. So sometimes I think in in our zeal to protect truth, the other side of it is we... You know, we, we got to remember that even living a perfect life doesn't save you. Christ does. But then that's the crazy equation, right? A person who has fully died to self and follows Jesus that says, I will repent, right? Part of that. I repent and I turn to you, Jesus. I put my faith in you means that you give up your way to follow his way. So it's this thing of like, no, it won't save you to stop doing those things. But if you're saved, you'll want to stop disobeying God. You may not always be successful, but you'll want to stop.
1: That's right, man, and that's, oh man, that is something that was just nailed. I mean, it just it impacted me so much when I first became a believer. Was that rat? Like, I knew I was different by what you just said. That last thing you said, which was the want of it. Mm. Before, I didn't care. I didn't. I didn't care about any of this stuff. I really didn't. Mm. And now that I have put my faith in Christ. My life has changed, man, and I want that. I want to be, you know, I want to change those things. I, I, I Like you said, I want to obey God. Yeah. You know, and I think that we just, man, it, it kind of makes me a little emotional because I'm thinking there, and like you said, like, we just get so comfortable, and we forget what is happening. We forget what is real, that this is, you know, there was a point in all of our lives where we were doomed, you know, we forget to look in the mirror and go, "Man, I was dead, mm-hmm. and because of Jesus, I'm now saved and I'm alive." And we forget—that's the greatest we-
0: expression of His love, right? Yes. That you were dead and He saved you.
1: Yes, and yeah. now you know. And, and, and mm-hmm. with that, you'd think that would spark something inside of you for your entire life to tell others what this is, but it doesn't. It doesn't always work, you know. And I'm not gonna say that that. I have clearly I went through times where I've been like, oh man, I don't tell anybody about this and I just feel, you know, I feel down and all this stuff, but like, you know, if you're never if you're never acting out of the spirit and telling people like you know your mission, we know the mission. And if we're not if we're not even trying to go out and tell people the, the true gospel and tell people about Jesus Christ, why are you, like why are we doing this? And I think that I don't know, man. We just don't, we, when people hear that, they don't take it f- for a, a harsh reality of what we're supposed to do. They don't, you know, it's like, a, like you said, it's like a game or it's just like, it's a title. It's an, it's a badge. You said that before. It's like yeah. a badge. And like, it's sad, man. You know, cause I've even caught myself in that mindset before. And again, that's, that's the beauty and grace. If you are a believer out there, like, but what do you do with that? Do you just go, Oh, do you just use it as an excuse to just keep living the same way? Or do you actually go, man, I'm not doing what I'm called to do. And do you actually try to do something about it? Mm -hmm. You know, I think that we've got to take that serious. So, yeah, Yeah, it's
0: it's it's it can seem like a complicated message as you say this. Because here here, I love everything you said. I I was sitting here thinking, okay, well, what what makes this? Listen, it seems complicated. So I'm going to try to tell you what can be complicated about as I think about it. On the one hand, we tell people when they're saved. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, God, it doesn't matter how far you've gone, that, that God saves sinners and that you you can't lose it when you have it. And and that can but at the same time, we tell you that you're to live holy, but your holiness in and of itself is not enough to save you. So that seems confusing, right? Like do good works, live holy because you're a Christian, because Christians do that. You bear good fruit, but that fruit in and of itself won't save you, right? That's right. But... A true believer, and that, and that's why I love the Bible uses the word fruit, okay? An apple tree grows apples. That's right. Use this used descri- this uh, description before. A Christian will bear good fruit. He will change. He, he or she will be different, like you said. The desire to be different is there. Yes. Now, does it mean you always bear a good batch of apples? No, but you will grow apples. You're not going to grow uh, bananas. That's you're right. an apple tree, right? Because, Absolutely. So a Christian will bear good fruit. and There may be times that some of that fruit isn't as strong, and you're not doing what you need to do, and God tells us how to do that you know, to water it and to pray and to be, um, to understand the Bible and to read it and all these things. But on the other hand, there is this sense of, you know, we we don't want to condemn people. So I'm trying to think of even the positive reason, like good people, why they get messed up here is, is they don't understand that the ultimate desire to love or the ultimate expression of love is to tell someone the truth. Right. Well, I, I really believe that. If, the closer the friends are, right? If I meet a stranger and the stranger has a booger on their face, right. I might not say anything because I'm like, it's awkward. If you have a booger in your face, I'm going to say, yo, bro, you got a booger in your face. Why? I love you. I'm closer to you, and I don't want you to embarrass yourself. That's right. Or like if someone is – I've seen this, right? We've all seen someone who's like I'm trying to think. Moments where we could have warned someone like, oh, man, they're about to walk in the wall, and we see them across the way, but we don't yell out because we don't know them. And it's awkward, right? And they're about to walk into a wall, so we just let them go. Oh, I should have said something. If I see you about to walk, I'm like, AJ, look up, you know, like because the love. What's the greater example of love? Is telling someone the truth. The gospel is very simple. We are flawed. We are sinful. God created us to be perfect, and we rebelled. And because of our rebellion, we've decided we are God. We put ourselves above Him. We decide what's right or wrong. We determine the rules of the game. Okay. We change the truth. Restoration to God. And because of that, we are separated from the Creator. We're not in relationship with Him. And we all know that. And we're trying to fill that hole with different things. And that's why we're sh- we, we sit in shame and why we're never secure and why we look up at, at the ceiling at night and wonder what's wrong with life, even that's though everything right. may be going right. And Jesus comes along, God made flesh. And He says this, He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. What does that mean? I'm the way home. I'm the way back to God. I'm the truth of how to get there. And I am the life. I'm the life you've been looking for, right? Because that's what comes when we're connected to God. And he said, but in order to receive that, and this is what Jesus means when he talks about death, dying to self and all these things, you have to let go of the ways you've been trying to give yourself life. You have to let go of the ragged stick puppet God you've created the way that, which is really you, even if you paint Jesus over it, when you're not following God, you're following yourself, your own desires, let it go, die to self. And in that, right? I have come to give you life and give it to the full. Jesus says in John 10, 10, and he tells us the best way, the way to be healthy, right? He gives us actual direction. Don't hurt each other. Quit lying. You know, I've made, you know, I've made you don't get divorced even. That's not to shame people. Like we all see the effects of that. It also gives ways that divorce is not the ideal, but that he understands that, that it's possible, right? These two, only two ways and just tons of stuff, right? How to live. And everybody loves that part where he talks about taking care of the poor and forgiving. But he also says something else. There has to be the forgiveness of sins. The debt that we have racked up has to be paid. Right? And my sins, Todd Blanton's sins, were enough to damn him to hell. That's and right. before you say, what do you mean? Listen, you, know, you 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 punish your children for not obeying you when they're children. You understand the concept of rebellion. God has the same right. And the ultimate expression of beauty is God saying, you're going to die unless you turn away from the life you've lived and follow me. And then put your faith in Christ on the cross that he took the punishment for your sin that he was raised from the dead, that he is who he said he was. If you change any part of that, it's that simple. It is simple. But the complicated part is letting go of yourself, letting go of your desires. And Christianity from that point on is right. The Bible says even as you become a Christian, it's this journey of becoming more like Jesus, more holy. And we do that by, by crucifying the flesh. The flesh in the Bible stands for the desires that go contrary to what God wants crucifying him the most painful way of death back then, they would have known to describe it. It hurts. It hurts for me not to give in to what I want, That's right? That's right. But in that comes life because real life. Does that make sense? And I say yes. that sometimes on the show because, guys, we don't want to complicate things if you're listening and you're not a believer and you're like, man, I, all this. What the, the beauty of God is that in that comes real freedom. I don't have to earn it anymore. But I have to be willing to let go trying to earn real life. Does that make sense, or am I over? Am I making it more complicated?
1: No, I don't think you're complicating, man. It, you know the it's the verse, and I'm, I'm going to butcher it because for some reason I, I mean, came. You know it I need to. Uh, it's you know whoever whoever loses his life gains life, and wh- yeah. whoever keeps his life loses his life. And you know that's exact. It's exactly what you're describing. You got to trade that's the right. false
0: life you have for the life He gives, but you have to let go of the one that you've created. Yeah, that's a great that's mm-hmm. a great mm-hmm. verse, man.
1: Yes, you have to, like you said, you know, and this is. This is something that I again had to wrestle with when I was first becoming a Christian, and when I actually really decided to follow Jesus and not just be a fan of Jesus, um, because I was I wasn't living right, you know, and I had to, you know, I, I had I came to a crossroads, you know, I came to a crossroads of either a I have to change my life because if I want to follow if I want to follow this Jesus guy, like I <laughs> I can't keep doing this, you know, because I already know I'm just going to live in guilt. And I'm going to be riddled with shame, and then, you know it's it's not going to feel right. Or I just throw it away and go, I don't believe this, and just go do whatever I want. And but at that point, you know, I had been, I had my eyes were opened. I couldn't, I couldn't reject the truth. I couldn't do it. And you're right, man. I had, I had to, I had to rid, I had to get rid of that old me, you know. And that's that's why. They say you're a new creation in Christ. Amen. Because yeah, man, that's it's good. you die. You you the old you literally dies. And I know that sounds crazy, but
0: But it's the it's it's also all the parts of you you don't want.
1: Yes. Right. Right. Because either either way, like like, like you just said, even if you didn't kill those parts of you beforehand before you believed in Jesus, you were still sad anyway. You were all still sad. Yeah. You know, even you know, you'd run to all these things, these drugs, sex, all these things that you would do. And you'd think that you were happy for 20 minutes, 30 minutes, couple hours, and then you'd be sad again. And you just keep running from thing to thing to just numb yourself from the true sadness that you were actually feeling that you just weren't willing to face. Mm. And Jesus promises to wipe that away. <laughs> that's why you have to kill that part of who you are and you become this new creation because that's real life. That's true life.
0: That's so good, man. A true believer accepts that he's not perfect but yes. still strives to be. Absolutely. Because he believes that he is empowered to be better than he he or she was, and what makes me sad, and you, you know, the second as you're talking, the second part of Timothy when he says, "You proclaim," that means tell people the truth, mm-hmm. rebuke them, tell, them, and then he says, "Fight the good fight." How many of you listening mm-hmm. are fighting the good fight? How many of you are willing to tell other quote believers people who believe that you you don't really think they are or they were... You know, what example are we setting? What flag in the ground are we saying, this is Jesus? Because you can make someone happy and let them die. And I think of people in That's our right. church, right? In our church, okay, we go to church clearly. A lot of people in our church, some of them, they're trying to play both sides, man. It's not and they wonder why they're not respected by either side yep. because you're on a fence. You might as well just say you're in the you you don't believe, but you try to say oh I believe everything but this, and then because I, what I've found to be true is even if people hate you for being a Christian, there's a slight respect, there's a testimony. You know, I I remember the martyr. I've told you this story. They, there's a lot of martyrs in the early church killed. That's right, and it spread the gospel. In the in their death, it fertilized the field. Okay, so I I remember a story that always sticks out to my head back in the Roman Empire soon after. Early church, they took a decide. They took a, a, a Christian back then. You know, you're you're murdered, you're killed for it. They took him out, and put him on a, a frozen lake, and they took him out there. A bunch of Roman soldiers, and they said, put him on his knees, and they said, if you deny Christ, we'll let you live. If not, we're going to kill you. Mm-hmm. And he said, essentially, I won't do that, and gave a short testimony. It's, it's, he just sat there and said, I can never do that because I'd rather, you know. Essentially what Paul said is what I feel like he said: to to live as Christ, to die as gain. You know, I can't deny the I can't deny the truth. To deny the truth would be like denying that I'm breathing air. It's reality. Christ is the risen King. And you know what's crazy, man, is the the leader of that Roman centurion force yeah. got on his knees beside him and said, "I will die too for this because if you're willing to die, I want what this man has." And that powerful, is the bro. is what our testimony is. And how many of you? would have just stood up and said, oh yeah, I believe, but I reject Christ. I, be- I reject him. And then that other guy would have never been saved. You've got to be willing to face the cost because you don't know what your testimony will do to other people. Yep. And how it will show the truth of what you believe. Gosh, You guys, I'm, I challenge everybody. You know, there's a book, weirdly enough, this is going to be a good tie into the last thing here. There's a book that was written, or at least put together, their name is on it, by DC Talk, right? <laughs> Called Jesus Freaks. And within it is, is just a bunch of stories of martyrs from the past and from the present. I own it. It's a powerful book, man. How the early church, you know, every one of the disciples except one died violently, by the way. I mean the apostles, every one of them. Um, and they were all given the choice. Will you deny that what you said you saw was real? Right? Jesus actually died. He didn't come from the, day the dead. And every single one of them chose death. That's by great. the way, proves that it happened. Any sane person will will not, would have said no, right? It's, it's That's right. Um, that's a go. Read that book, and then ask yourself, "Where's my faith? at? Am I even willing to die socially to have someone think poorly of me for the truth?" That's so. You know, I don't know, man. I, 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 there's people, brothers and sisters that I know in our church. Even I hope they're brothers and sisters. I don't know if they're saved. You know, they they want the grace without the truth, and grace only means something if you understand the truth. You know, a lifeline only matters if you know you're dying. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mic drop. Yeah, so something I've been convicted about. Speaking convicted of DC me, Talk, yeah. also very saddening. Yeah, so I another saw, article.
1: yeah, I had another article here about their uh, lead singer. His name's Kevin Max. He has identified himself now as a, quote, ex-vangelical and says he follows, end quote, the universal
0: Christ. Yeah, in fact, I know one of the quotes, go ahead, if you have more, But I know one of the quotes he said was, I don't think Jesus is going to reject me because I don't believe that a book is all true, meaning the Bible.
1: That was one I was going to bring up. That's right. Uh, He said that, um, here he is. I found it. I don't think the God that I believe in is going to just all of a sudden ignore me because I don't believe every single thing that's written down somewhere, he added, referring to Scripture.
0: So I want you, the the key word there, read that first sentence again. I don't believe, what? I don't believe, I don't think the God that I believe in. Yep, I don't think the God I believe in. Mm-hmm. Sorry, brother, it's not about the God you believe in. It's, it's about God. the God of the universe. That's right. Whether you believe in him or not, the truth mm-hmm. is the truth. Amen. And the Bible has to be the truth. And it's saddening, man. It's saddening. You know, I think of Jesus. He, 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 there's a cost. You know, it's harder. It's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to find the kingdom of God. And I think it's because, man, for a lot of reasons. You think you know everything. I think fame gets to you. I think it starts changing you. I think, you know, I don't know. It's sad, man. You get uh, exposed to different things and you realize, you know, I think a lot of times what's happening here, you know, we always say this, either the person's prodigal or they're not saved. I think a lot of times what we're finding with these famous people, most of them just were never true believers. And I'll say that, right? Because the, the Bible tells me a true believer he's not going to you know he's not going to walk away he's not going to preach heresy he's not going to do that and i hope there's someone in this guy's life that's challenging him now Me again too. also the other side is we're not getting you know i'm not sitting here talking to him i don't know what he's saying but boy i'll tell you what you know are you are you proclaiming the truth kevin is that his name oh uh, no he yes, said his name said. are you proclaiming the truth kevin or are you are you trying to create you're muddying the water for believers Like, I don't understand. It makes me angry. I'll be honest. It makes me angry that you take the platform that God gifted you with, that made you a millionaire probably, and you're using it to put out a message because you feel like you're some sort of philosopher on life. Yep. I hope you listen to this someday, and you can get mad at me if you want, but call me up because I love you enough to tell you that what you're doing is wrong, and it's affecting people's lives because you don't feel content in your life or you don't like something the Bible says. And he goes on to say he's anti this and anti that. Who gives a snot what you are anti anything? I don't care. What Mm -hmm. does God say? I'm so sick of these famous people using a platform they're gifted with to teach heresy, man, to teach because you you are literally going to let people die because you have a voice, unfortunately. I'll say it. Unfortunately, you've been given a voice that's louder than people telling the truth. That's right. And it's heartbreaking to me, man. You know, and I've tried to be nice about this on camera, but I'm getting to the point where I'm sick and tired. It's one thing for someone to fall because there is people, good Christians do bad things. That's right. They, there's a battle in the flesh. There's another thing to come out. And I've always said this, one of the, the unforgivable thing, right? Or the thing that's, that I don't have a lot of patience with is when you're up there and you are preaching a false gospel, right? Because now you're killing people. Now you're telling people to, to drink poison and they'll have life. Mm. And I just, I'm sick of it, man. It's every every week we're hearing somebody who's all of a sudden had this epiphany. They've arrived. They're smarter right. than the 2,000 years of our church fathers That's who have right. told us how it is. And now they they understand the quote, right. universal Christ. I started
1: asking the real questions a lot. Yeah,
0: I'm smarter than everybody. Mm-hmm. And now I know the truth. And the God I believe in doesn't, who cares what you believe in? You should spend your life trying to find out who God is. Not just the god you believe in. Why don't you believe in the god of the Bible? Right, oh man. man, it's it's
1: it's frustrating. Funny enough, Francis Chan, I saw I saw another headline. Oh, no. uh, he just he just said that it's just a joke. What like, he said? Uh, just about he said all these all these big people with all these big platforms and influence are coming out and stepping away. And he's like, and, you know, he's like he's angry about it too. And he said it's ridiculous. And he said that, like Christianity is a joke right now. And Boom. Same I thing. love Francis Chan dude. that's right man He was- you talk
0: about a guy that walked away from a mega church at the height of his career that he had created out of nothing to walk away because he felt like the culture of it he's like I'm not saying anything bad about it but I did, this isn't what I signed up for you know um, yeah I'm glad other people are mm-hmm. you know And it, it, <laughs> I should know though right there are probably very few true believers true preachers pastors true Christians that are going to get the platform to speak truth man that's why I get more excited about a Justin Bieber. We'll see what happens, right? The yeah. test of time will show us the depth of his discipleship because he will pay a price. That's right, he will. But what I'm saying is, why I get excited about that is more than the DC talk guy is, we get to see someone change, right? We get to see someone literally, like, let's see this. Because if he truly is, we're about to, see, the world's about to see what Christ does to someone. That's right. And uh, instead, I got to hear headlines from freaking guy my friggin' answer, I'm not very good, <laughs> from a person telling me that I believe in the God of the universal, who ca- I'm yeah, so tired yeah, of it, man. The universal Christ. I'm so tired of it.
1: That's so ridiculous.
2: Exactly, exactly. I, that's, you know what came to mind is I, I look at this DC Talk guy, and, and granted, I'm, a, I'm younger, so I didn't grow up with DC I didn't so either, man. To yeah, be honest, I never, that was I, even I, before I,
1: my time. I, yeah, I didn't. i never heard of him, besides it, that Jesus Freak song.
2: It makes me mad because it's like, okay, yeah, you are moneying the waters, but then I look at somebody like, G- like none. Well, I look at Jesus, and I, he would be very mad. <laughs> he would He. I don't know what Jesus would do. Jesus would have some long combos with Mister yeah. DC talk over here. But uh, he I look at him. somebody like Justin Bieber, and I listened. To, I finally got to listen to the EP last night when I was so working, good. And he talks about. It. He's like, is there another way? Is there? Is this the only way? Because he's, he's struggling through the idea that he knows that he's going to have to give up something. And I heard it. And I literally, I wanted to cry because I'm like, you, you know now. You know there is this price that you have to pay. You know that you have to give something up. You know that you may have to give up the same influence. And that all, all of these people, all of these people that want to be your friend. And all these people that are throwing themselves at you. And all these things, you know that you may have to give up a, quite a lot. And you have to pay this price, but you also know, are asking the question that I think some most Christians have asked their whole life: Is there another way? If there yeah, is, man. then I'll
1: do it. But is there another way? That's what I me, mean, man. I think I think JB, man. I think he is wrestling.
0: But you know what? I'm going to say the other side of that because we we have the maturity to see that. But even him, to a degree, um, I give him leeway because he's not a pastor. But I'm going to talk about young man that i love a lot you guys know jericho and i think back to the yeah. question he can't, weirdly enough this came up again <laughs> i was talking to jericho yesterday and he said um jericho's 12 years old love him passionate and he i brought up justin bieber again and i, mm-hmm. I was in a happened to be in a conversation that justin bieber said he was quoted as saying he would love to be a pastor someday and oh, man it makes me want to cry dude because the wisdom he didn't even know he has he said jericho out of nowhere just goes, man like he can't be a he can't just get saved and become a pastor tomorrow like there's not enough time that's passing and he was the same guy that goes well if he's a christian why is he cussing like that in this song yeah why is he talking like this so what i'm trying to say is the bigger the platform the more responsibility absolutely And so even so so again i'm not judging justin bieber okay and i'm not saying that i've talked but my point is because i do believe and i'm stick to this guy's a brother okay but talking about platforms man like even that though, right? Like we, it's so, it's so scary. To to be given a platform and to preach, and to talk about things and to give a different Jesus than of the Jesus of the Bible. Which, by the way, it's wrapping back around. How do you know who the Jesus of the Bible is, Todd? Well, how do I know the, the one you believe in? Because it's the God of the Bible. You have to read the Bible. That's right, Christians. If you're out there and you haven't read, this is one of the things I say. I it I've said this to in our groups, uh, yeah. leadership groups. i want to ask you a question. If you're a Christian listening to this, how many times have you read the Bible this week? Have you read it seven times, seven days? I can just imagine the hands, because this just happened. No matter what group. I did, We had a staff meeting the other week. Mm-hmm. Six days, five days, four days, three days. Two days? You haven't read the Bible at all, and you're wondering why you're confused? You're wondering why sometimes it's hard to know what the truth is? How are you going to sure, be able man. to de- determine who a false teacher is if you don't know what the Bible says? <sighs> Right, That's you don't good. know. There has to be a truth. So, you know, Christians out there, you got you gotta be, you gotta know the truth if you're gonna be able to call this stuff out. You're right, man. And uh, you know, pray for our church because you. I, I mentioned this briefly to you yesterday. I talked to some of Tim, another elder in our church, and I'll tell you this right now. Um, I'm scared a little because I was reminded of of the mission, and I know that people are gonna get mad because I'm done. I'm done playing games. And people out there are like, well, Todd, you are I'm done playing games, man. Like, am I perfect? Listen, I'm gonna say this on on the camera. Do not judge my perfection as whether or not the God of the Bible is true. The fact is, I'm a sinner and I reject and rebel and sin and literally disobey him at times. But I can tell you this right now, even if I were to say I'm not a Christian, it would never be because I said That truth isn't truth. I would be able to, I would look in a mirror, a camera, and say it's because I'm rebellious and sinful and I don't want to follow him because I don't want to pay the cost. I'm not going to change it to make myself feel better. Um, and, and and so hear me now. I don't think I'm better than anyone, but I know who Jesus is because it's in there. And and I'm, you know, we need to have a church that's courageous, that stops fighting with itself over stupid stuff. While a bunch of other people are out there telling literal false gospels, and we're arguing about how many times to dunk someone in water before they're baptized, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just yep. silly stuff, man. God, man. So I didn't mean to preach there. No, I loved it. Don't. Yep. We just are in a crazy time, man. We and are it's in like, a crazy time. I know for a fact tonight I'm going to meet with a group. Okay, we've we have these groups called life groups. Yeah. Uh, At our church. A lot of churches have them. Yeah. Groups. I love the concept of it. Because, you know, when your church gets a certain size, you can't be in deep community with everyone. No. So our church is kind of built around this model of like, hey, ideally, these little life groups are living life together, right? You need some milk. You need a ride. You call your life group. And then we come together and worship on Sunday. I'm going to this life group tonight. And I know for a fact, pray for me, because I know for a fact I'm going to make people mad. Because I'm going to, you know, I've been patient. Because there is time to be patient as we all grow. Right. It's one thing to say, "Hey, man, you got to change this. Right. And 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 we love each other through it. And the person's trying. That's right. It's like the difference between an alcoholic trying not to fight. And six months, every six months, maybe he had a slip up and he drinks. You don't give up on that guy. He's fighting. That's Versus right. the person's like, yeah, I'm an alcoholic. and I'm going to quit drinking while he's drinking in front of, you know, and he's like, how many times are you drunk? Oh, I drink every day. So I'm going to go into this life group tonight and I'm going to challenge him with the Bible. And I'm going to and some of the people there and they're going to get mad at me. They're, and some of them might even leave. It's and that's that's where pastors, like people don't understand how hard it is for them. I had a talk with a guy, another the same pastor this week. It was a good talking. I told him, I admire the pastors out there who have been fighting a good fight for 25, 30 years. Knowing, you know, he made a comment. He said, he's talking about um, marriage counseling. He mar- you know, people will show up sometimes and they want to be married in a church. Yep. Well, a, re- a pastor is going to go, hey. You know, you got to, let's see what your life is, straighten up. Are you believers? Because a, a, a pastor is going to want to know you're actually believers before he marries you, or he shouldn't marry you, hmm. right? Because you need to understand what that is, right? or at least to a degree. He says, he goes like, about one in 40 couples come back after the first time when he, because a lot of times we'll be living together, and he says, hey, you got to stop having sex. He goes, one in 40 might come back for the second session. Jeez. Because they, don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, and they keep fighting. He keeps fighting. Um. Uh, you know, do him and I agree on everything? No. But do I believe the guy knows Jesus? Absolutely I do. And that's the thing, man. We're just in such a strange time. We're such a strange time. We're telling yep. you. But it isn't. But it's been but you know the truth? It's been happening since since forever because what did they do to the man who told us the truth? They killed him that's on the right.
1: cross. Mocked him, spit on him. Yeah, they killed him. Mm-hmm.
2: I think you're right. It's been happening for years. It's been happening this. It's been happening ever since Jesus died on the cross. It's been happening ever since. All yeah. of this stuff that we're seeing now has been happening since Preach. then. People, people took advantage of that. There was already people before Jesus taking advantage of that, preaching a false gospel, saying they, they were, were the, the Messiah. Yeah, that's good. Saying that they were that, and they did it afterwards. People are going to continue to do that. You want to know what we're seeing right now? We're seeing the cracks the cracks we talked about with covid you can't that's hide actually no a really more. good point you can't hide no more the walls are broken down everything's point. on fire so now you have to deal with either your shame your guilt the conviction that you've hid from for years but guess what you can't hide from it forever he's coming through and he's coming through like the walls of jericho and he ain't gonna <laughs> stop let me tell you what he isn't
0: yeah, he's a, that sounded like a southern preacher i loved it he's you're right he's coming can i get an amen amen
2: but that's that's what i i'm seeing and it, it's got me hyped up. I, we had a conversation yesterday that was just beautiful, just a, a message that I read, and, and it was absolutely beautiful. It got me thinking, thinking to the seem I, I had some conviction at work because I don't normally play Christian music. Mm-hmm. And some of that is because I, I fully believe that sometimes you can shove something down somebody's throat too much yeah, I mean, and they don't ever want to listen to it. I got you. But I had that conviction of like, well, why don't you ever play it? <laughs> and I had this moment of like, that's fair, and you know that's not
0: from you, right? Like, oh yeah, hundred yeah.
2: percent. You can't hide from it anymore. So yeah. you have to go out there. You have to be courageous. We've been we've been given a call. We've been given, a, given a, the Great Commission. Ninety five percent of people, I believe, don't really even know what that means. And that may be exaggerating a bit, but I yeah, well, I know for a while I didn't know what the Great Commission was. May I'd been not told be. <laughs> that we are go to, we are to go to make disciples of all nations, but I was never given anything like that. Mm-hmm. I, I had a weird. Me coming to know Christ was weird in general, but this whole idea, like, it was never taught to me. So it's, we have that whole thing where, like, now we have a bunch of Christians, Christians, uh, quotation marks, some are Christians, again, the path is very narrow, that don't know that we have this mission that Christ has given us to go out, to go on mission, to go teach these people, to go tell these people, to go push each other, to rebuke each other, to... Go, hey, you suck right now. There's nothing more in this world that I appreciate than the people that are willing to go through hellfire with me because I I do get aggressive and I do have my own problems and I, and I get arrogant and I get prideful, but there's nothing more that I appreciate than people that are willing to stick there through it while I'm getting aggressive and push back and go, no, Clint, you're doing something stupid right now. And then I go you know what? You're right. I am doing stupid right now. That's what we need in the church right now. And I think finally the cracks are gone and we can't hide from it anymore. It's not time to please your itching ears. It's time to get moving.
0: You're right, man. People are dying. I love that, dude. I think that's awesome. I appreciate you sharing that. Yeah, that's good. I, you know, I think with, you said that, here's the interesting part. You made me think of something. You said it's been going on. And it has, right? Yes. And a great point that there were people even before Christ saying, oh, "I'm the Messiah," right? Funny, we still have that today. Yes. Um, that weren't the Messiah, clearly the Christ, the Savior. Here's the thing that's scary: these these false prophets have a much wider reach in the modern world. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that's what's crazy is that they get a platform. By the way, some some were probably gifted with God, given a talent, and they they. I don't know. And some were probably bad. given a platform by the prince of this world. All right? We forget this. That's right. prince of this world, the enemy, Satan, we have an enemy. We do. We got, uh, we're not going to hide from that. And given a platform to do what? To tell the truth. I mean, to to tell a a false gospel. That's right. And listen, man, I, I, I told you, remember that day? This is going to sound creepy for those that don't know me. Do you remember the day that I said, dude, I could preach something that's false right now and make it sound good? And I did that little sermon, little mini just to show yeah. you. And you were like, dude, that's freaking creepy. Because yeah. by the end of it, even you were like, That sounds pretty good, right? You remember that?
1: Absolutely.
0: And all I did was subtly twist. It's and then one time I joked and we're just we, like we're the enemy, weird, bro. Yes. We're weirdos. We just mess around. Cause I think it's crazy. Sometimes people say things and they say it so well that we don't really recognize how insane it is what they're saying, right? an
1: idea, sorry. So, so
0: then I told you, remember that time I told you, like I created a cult story and I told you it and I was like, what about, that? and I talked in this kind of excited voice and by the end of you, like that's freaking creepy, man. <laughs> now, like I took it up a notch. My yeah. point is saying, like there's people out there, very charismatic people, very gifted speakers mm-hmm. and they say it so well that you don't realize that they're saying this. Did God really say that? That's right, man. Mean, the exactly. guard, man. It's the serpent in the garden, It's the same, same thing. it's the same message. Yep. The subtle twist of did God say that, right, oh, man? And uh, I have some dear brothers and sisters in our church. I'm thinking of a guy right now, a guy and his wife, who I have such. We probably know who the same person we're thinking of, and I have such a heartbreak for him because I th- I don't know if he I don't know if he's saved, and he thinks he is because he plays the game when the game is when it's beneficial to play it. But when he's faced with truth, he gets really mad. That's right, right. But he's got a good heart, mm-hmm. and so good heart in human terms, I don't know. And it's it's heartbreaking, man. It's like, where's that line of of, of you know? There is a there's that weird push and pull of grace and truth. And a time like again, he's in that group that I'm probably gonna go speak to, um, and it sucks because I'm afraid of the relationship being uh, severed. But right. I still I gotta tell
1: him. It's that moment, right? It's kind yeah. of what I was talking about earlier that yeah. crossroad, right? Yeah. It's and it's hard, but you're right. Like something has to be done, and. I don't know, man. You, when you were talking about false prophets, like I don't know, man, just the arrogance too, man. The arrogance of people to call themselves apostle. Like yeah. I was just thinking but, of that. You yeah. know, I saw a video a while ago of this guy, and man, it was just embarrassing to watch. Like I felt embarrassed watching it because it was an audit of his church and their spending. And oh, and yeah. and, 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 he, and he goes by I can't remember his name fully, but he he put apostle with a capital A in front of his name. It was apostle something and just his explanation and him trying trying to wrap just trying to wrap all the lies and the and the manipulation around all these purchases that his that his ministry had made was just unbelievable and and again you know gosh man i just wish people would stop looking at a guy like him who is false and and making the assumption that that is all of us because it's not and it's not the truth. And man, honestly, even if that was all of us, that's not the truth anyway. <gasps> it's not. It, yeah, it, I mean. it, it doesn't, God doesn't care if it's, if it's a million of us that are fallen or one. You know, the truth is the truth.
2: <laughs> well Well, I also think that's, that's why the Great Commission is so important, <clears throat> because you have those charismatic people who lie and manipulate and do all those things, and they've been been doing it for so long that guess what? The world doesn't want to see Christ. They want to run from it. They don't want to count the cost, And they definitely don't like us. Jesus tells us that. They hated me. They, they hung him on a cross. They hated him. That's right. So they're going to hate us. They don't want to see us. So what they're doing is they're seeing those people lying. They're seeing the people walk away. They're seeing all that. They're seeing that as a joke, quote unquote. And they're looking at it and they're going, see, we were right. We knew they were this way. We were right. And instead, now you also have a group of Christians True, Jesus-believing Christians, God-fearing Christians who know the truth, who have the gospel, but they've just been passive for so long. That's good. Yeah. They've, they've kept their mouth shut because it's easy to be the silent majority. It's not time to be the silent majority. It's time to stand up and speak. The whole world is on fire right now, it appears like. We're all freaking out about something. It's time to stand up oh, and yeah. speak. And now we do have all these Christians walking away, but we don't have the opposite. We don't have people going out and saying, yeah, that's not okay what they said. That's not okay. That's not the gospel. Be Making just as much of a ruckus as, as this DC talk guy is over here when he's doing whatever he's doing. We need to make just as much as noise. Let's yeah. bang our pots and pans together too. Let's speak. Let's talk. Let's shout from the mountaintops. If you believe it, then you will say it.
0: That's true, man. That's true. And uh, that's a really good point. And it's, you know, I don't know. It's, it's hard to explain sometimes because we're mad because we love people. We're mad because the, our God You know, If you're listening to this right now, I hope you hear whether you agree with us or not. And by the way, your agreement doesn't dictate the truth, but we love love you, man. And we want you to know the truth because, again, I always come back to C.S. Lewis. I'm going to butcher it. I should look up the actual quote, but whatever you decide about Jesus Christ, it it should be serious. And you should decide it knowing all the facts. That's right. And what we're frustrated is some of you are making decisions about Christ without knowing all the facts. And you're falling a a, a sticks and rags puppet. And uh, it's rebellion. You know, a lot of a lot of so, the, the Christians that are so-called Christians, right, that we've been talking about that don't want to follow or they – because the, the first thing that happens, I'm thinking, is like, uh, you don't get to tell me what to do. God accepts me. For, no, 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 no. God accepts you when you put your faith in him and you, you bow your knee to him, not to false idols and gods. That's and right. Um, it's, that's a great point, Clint. You made me think, you know – the be- Remember we read a couple weeks ago actually the fact that it shows that Christianity spreads in the places it's persecuted the most, and uh, you know we are facing persecution in America. For- we are the true gospel faces persecution. Now we are blessed that we are not in the same place that say the Chinese church is. That's right, but it could happen. It's, it's one thing to say that you, you know I'm I, I'm a Jesus freak, are you? Because it's a it's a really good time to. I think of it as weightlifting, you know. You want to bench 300 pounds? You got to start with low weight. You want to say you're a Jesus freak that would stand on an icy lake and look at a guy and say, go ahead and kill me because I'm not going to renounce Christ? Then you better be able to look your friend in the eye and go- say, no, that's not the gospel. That's not true. Here's, Here's truth, right? It's like mm. practicing for those bigger moments. That's right. So I wanted to bring up one other thing that I think ties with this. Okay. One other story, and again, this we're not picking on trends, Okay, that's a whole. Maybe we got to do an episode on that. We'll probably never hear anyone again because <laughs> uh, it's become such a big thing. Yeah. But uh, I, I heard this. So um, May twelfth, okay, twenty twenty two. I mean, I'm sorry, twenty twenty one. I was like, well, is the future. that two thousand uh, in two thousand fifteen? The Reverend Asher O. Calligan, whose actual name is Megan Rohr. It's a woman who is transgender, transitioned, whatever, to a man. In 2015, (sighs) also this person uses the pronoun they. They want to be called they. Anyway, she, uh, whatever. This person became the first regularly ordained transgender pastor in the ELCA, which is the Evangelical Lutheran Church of America. Well, just... In May of this year, this Megan Rohr was elected bishop of the Evangelical Lutheran Church, meaning went up even higher as a leader. And, uh, you know, I want you to think about that for a second. I want you to think about that. This isn't about whether or not this person deserves love. I want you to think about the world, the kind of world we live in, where that is celebrated.
1: Mm -hmm. We are promoting rejection
0: of the design boy. that's that's literally what i was thinking in my head and you said the exact phrase yes it's rejection of the creator it is a excuse my it is flipping off god yeah right Might i as do well be. i do and then you tell yeah it, it it's not about you gotta hear us it, it could be anything it could be
2: oh man it's just wild it's wild mm-hmm. it's
0: wild it's wild Maybe we need to do, uh, because I'm trying to think of, you know, Real talk supposed to be a place where we can try to explain stuff too in common terms. And that would take another yeah. show because I'm sitting <laughs> here thinking of yeah. how to explain the difference between saying someone can struggle with things and be a believer and what the difference is here. Because I, I can already think, well, what about the pastors that commit adultery? Should they, shouldn't they should they have never been? Or the por- person who struggles pornography? There is a difference between battling a sinful stronghold, the the old man in you, as Paul says in Romans chapter seven. Yep, old woman, and ex, and then not only accepting it but flaunting it. That's right, just blatantly. Does that makes sense. Yes, there is uh-huh. a difference. That's right, and I and I don't know how to get people to understand that sometimes. I
1: know. Well, it's I don't know, man. It, it's is the 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 quickest way that I personally can think of one off the top of my head is is like you said with the adultery thing. You know, you're a pastor, and you know you you get caught up in some sort of you know adultery situation you know and and a, a pastor goes listen i messed up and i committed adultery and i know that's wrong and i want to change and be better aside okay that you got that and then there's a pastor who goes yeah i committed adultery and then you know well you know i felt i felt that you know i was being manipulated so i went and did it
0: well, and or, and, or if, I, if I follow this logic, that, and then, and then saying on top of it, I actually don't think adultery is wrong. That's right. I think it's okay. And I think we need to accept this new way of life as pansexual is a real human thing. And so I want you all to know that it's not adulterous because I'm a pansexual pastor now. Yep. I just love, and isn't love the ultimate expression of Christ? Christ is love. See, I just did it. I just yep. gave a twisted message that sounds almost logical. Well, if Christ is. is love, I'm spreading love to numerous partners. <laughs> right? Yeah. And I know they're going to say, well, that is my pansexual means. Okay, polyamorous, whatever you want to call it. Yep. Right? Uh, whatever newfangled term you want to say for sexual immorality, because that's the bottom line. Stone Cold said so. Anyway, hey, I don't know, man. We, we love you guys. Listen, if you're listening right now, and let's say you're a trans person, because I want you to know first and foremost, I don't think you're less than me. Mm -hmm. I don't think that Jesus doesn't love you. I don't think any of those things. But I will tell you this. You're not following God. You haven't truly submitted to God. And that's our point. If you can't submit to what he has said. And uh, that's repentance. Repentance is saying, God, I may not know everything and I may not be perfect, but I'm going to change more and more to become like you. And I've put my faith in you. It's not changing it. So you know, I always want us to know that we. If you, I guarantee you, me, any three of us. In fact, Funturns works with with some trans people, and he's friends with them. Two of them, and he's friends with them. He talks honestly. I'll tell you right now, me and him, me and you know this. We we talk to him all the time. Yeah. Uh, in his other job, he he talks hotly of them. He he really likes one of them a lot. Thinks they're awesome, and has told us this as a person. And and me too, man. I've got some people. You know, I have people that practice homosexuality. Uh, who I think are some awesome people. I've worked with them. I'm really good friends with them. You know, all this stuff. Our point is, you you as well, we just had, we, it's just not about hate. It's not even about, you can substitute anything. That's why I think you bringing up the adultery thing was really cool. It's not the specific struggle or battle or sin that is our issue here. Nope. It's about the understanding that it's so illogical and strange to change the truth. That's right. My love for you doesn't change my love for you, if you're listening to this, I'm. And you believe me or not? It's not dictated by whether or not you accept the gospel, put your faith in Christ. I'll say this: I w- I love you enough to want you to, because mm. I want you to live. Absolutely. But I will not cast you out, hate you. I don't think you deserve to be killed. Any crazy no. stuff that people say, and you know. But you know, truth is truth, and I, and I hope that you can understand and respect the fact that we're standing our ground on that and saying, you may be on the other side of the fence, in our opinion, of what truth is, but we still love you. That's right. Where we're getting angry is at the people who claim the name of Christ and aren't telling you the truth. Mm-hmm. Because those are the people, going back to Clint said, those to me are wolves. That's She's right. Chloe, those are snakes because they'll say whatever the itching ears want to hear. That's and right. And if the itching ears wanted to say, let's... Uh, Stone trans people and kill them and murder them. They would say that if the popular opinion said to do that, they would do that. Mm-hmm. It's just that's not popular right now.
1: That's right, man. They dug, you know uh, what I mean? They dug under the fence and got yeah. on our side, and they're trying to pull people to the
0: other side. So I don't mm-hmm. know. We'll see how this episode goes. I hope people hear our hearts in this. Yeah, man. Um. Anyway, this was a heated show. <laughs> we haven't had one of these in a while. Real talk. It we normally a little goofier, but
1: yeah. But I think it's needed, man. Like what? you said, we're in a weird time.
0: Hey. It's truth. God loves you guys. God does love you, and He'll never give up on you until the moment you take your last breath. God will never give up on you. You know, stop giving up on yourself. So, anything you want to say, man? Uh,
1: just take it serious, guys. You know, really hear what we're saying in this episode. You know, if you're a regular listener, you know, really challenge yourself. You know, where are you? Where are you at right now? You know, really dive into yourself and and ask yourself. You know, am I really living it out? You know, and if you're someone who doesn't believe and you're listening to this, you know give us some true thought, you know, what do you believe, you know, how has that worked out for you? Um, I don't know, man, it's convicting, you know, hope you guys take something away from this and uh, I love you guys. Uh, like, share, comment on this, give us some thoughts, you give know, give us a
0: review on the podcast, That's right. Give us team. a review on
1: the podcast, Please subscribe to us on YouTube. Give us a rumble. If you're listening from rumble um, other than that, I just love you guys. Hope you guys take something from it.
0: Yeah, and hey, let you guys know I'm excited. Some exciting stuff. We've got we've got some big guests, man. I don't know how it's happened, but somehow we've been heard of. Yeah. We got reached out to by a guy that we're going to be probably bringing on. We haven't. We've got a couple of big guests, semi semi famous people actually. Yeah, that we'll be bringing on the show in the weeks to come. Um, whether it's happening on Real Talk, I think at least one of them will, or whether it's going to be on our kind of our hush hush new project that we're going to be coming out with, um, that will either will be released somewhere. Like if you're listening to real talk you you will you will know about this, mm-hmm. whether it's on this channel or not um so we're excited stick around uh I'm telling you we we've got we're gonna take it up a notch, so please pray for us if you are out there and and you're a believer, please pray for protection over us as we try to continue to just love people radically on both sides you know I think the the so sometimes I feel like we're stuck in the middle of that people that preach a legalistic form of hate Christianity. They don't like us because they think we're yeah. too, we love people. And then the people that are that are on the other side that, quote, this doesn't exist, but using their terms, progressive Christianity, they hate us because we're bigots. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's hard, man, because it feels like, you know, we're, we're kind of pushed around on all sides. So right. we're human and we need encouragement. So every time you give us a comment, a like, a review, you share, it, or a story, you know, some of you have shared within the uh, Real Talk link about how it's a, impacted your life in a positive way that helps us but more than that your prayers are you know we serve a god that still answers prayers please pray for us um for our protection and for for guidance as we continue to try to take there's a fly flying around uh try, try to take the truth out there and love people where they're at and and you know talk about the things that maybe sometimes the church is afraid to talk about that's right man but hey we're just two guys. I love Jesus and love you. That's right. <laughs> Talking in weird voices. Yeah, right. That it. was weird because I didn't say a word. Worse. I said we will. <laughs> anyway, I don't think there's anything else to say. Uh, if you want to donate to this ministry, to this show, listen, we're a nonprofit. We ain't rich. We ain't. Uh, so you can give at www.thereminant.life slash give. It's completely tax deductible. You can claim it on Uncle Sam's paperwork. That's right, man. All right. Hey, love you. Appreciate you. Have a great day and God bless you.